mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Unfair Fantasy Sports, where we're taking a pensive approach to the fantasy sports conversation. I am your host, Jay. We've got the OSG here like we do every week. We're going to dive right into some uh, recap from last week, how we did in the week one of the NFL season, touch bases on the uh, top over-unders and uh, top and bottom over-unders as well as spreads for this coming week. Then we'll jump into some main stacks, giving you all the information that we researched so you don't have to. Um, So make sure you check us. Thanks for checking us out here on YouTube as well as listening to the podcast. Hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us. Give us five stars if you think we deserve it. Just go ahead and give us five anyway. And uh, gift it as well as share because sharing is caring. So with that, OSG, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, bouncing back from week one. You talked about a recap on it. It started off well. You know, it was over Mahomes and the Kelsey stacks a lot last week. Uh, we were on Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit. That was a pretty good play. We kind of thought yeah. that game would get get up and down. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts ended up being the cover boy of the article, and that worked out pretty well. Philly put up 38 points. You know, we saw a lot of lot to A.J. Brown. I told you that they didn't sign him to come and block for Jalen Hurts. We kind of talked about that last week. So week one started off pretty well, pretty well. So I'm ready to bounce back and keep the momentum going. So, uh, you know, check out the article when we post it. You know, we talk about it here, but that gives you even more in-depth, and it just kind of helps you to a blueprint. You know, play the plays you love and use mine as a blueprint to help fill that roster out a little bit. So ready to get into it. Exactly. Exactly. Every week, the OSG writes out a weekly report on his Medium account. That way you can go through, read up on the players, read up on the, the best plays that he feels like you should leverage, use as a blueprint, play what fe- feels good to you, play your gut. We do the same thing around here just to make sure mm-hmm. that we aren't, uh, um, you know, playing the bad plays, you know. So right. that's, that's what the OSU that. report is for. It's for you. <laughs> it's for you, the people. So recapping that week one, it was a, it was a fun week. You know, we had a lot of injuries, a lot of weird mm-hmm. stuff happened. Lost mm-hmm. Dak Prescott for several weeks. He's down IR. Lost right. for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Listen to the podcast, uh, the Unfair Sports Podcast. I will be talking about you know each division. It'll drop. Uh, it's, it's already dropped. By the time you see this, it have already dropped. Go listen to it, and I'll kind of talk about some of the players and some of the stuff from there. But here on the fantasy side, it kind of affects us a little bit more differently. Now we have other right. options and players yes. to now avoid and. We're going to talk through a lot of the ones that we really want you to avoid. So I'm going to dive right here into our top over-unders, bottoms, as well as top spreads. And these are the games to really pay attention to, especially your top over-unders. The reason why I do this is specifically because the top over-unders are your games that they expect the totals to be high. That's where you're probably going to see the most points, the most PPR, take advantage of players in those rosters. The only other thing to keep in mind is that means sometimes – the love may be spread around. And yep. so you might find yourself a random that. cheap player yep. stacked with a whole bunch of expensive players. Mm-hmm. 
and win yourself a few thousand dollars. So this will be the week four because you got only, you know, before you go to them, you know, only got one total over 50 this week. So you have to get a little bit creative. Got up some big games that's off the slate. One we're watching tonight, Kansas City and the Chargers, uh, Minnesota and the Eagles are off the main slate. I would love to have that one on, but uh, oh my so God, that was, the, that was the one that I was just biting my finger like, oh, why does that one have to be a Monday night game? I really want to two Monday one. night games. They got two Monday yeah. night games. You can play a little two game slate, really tell you the truth. They'll let you do that. So you can play a little two gamer and uh kind of get some advantage then, which I will look forward to doing on Monday. So Actually, yeah, that's gonna be some fun stuff right there. So it all right. will be. your your top over under right now, the only game over fifty this week is gonna be the Cardinals and Raiders at fifty one and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued by that game. Kyler Murray potentially bouncing back from the last game with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Derek Skeptical. Carr finally putting Devontae Adams to work. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um, yep. The second game behind that is the Commanders and Lions at 48 and a half. That mm-hmm. one we may have to address at the end. Yes. Um, Falcons, Rams, 46 and a half, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Colts <clears throat> and the Jaguars at 45 and a half. And then the Texans and Broncos at 45. Okay. Now your bottoms. Yeah. Now your bottom feeders. Jets Browns, 39 and a half. Pass. Defense. <laughs> Patriots Steelers, 40. Defense. Seahawks Niners, 41. Mm-hmm. Bengals Cowboys, 41 and a half. Mm-hmm. Panthers Giants at 43. So I do want to talk about one game. This Commanders Lions at 48 and a half. Yes. I'm guessing the assumption by Vegas and everyone is that no one knows how to play defense for either one of these teams. And not only that, it's going to be a close game. So that's what's going to be a difference between uh, some of these games. Maybe we're kind of looking at the Joe Burrow Cowboys situation. You know, the problem with that, we can jump all over Burrow and company and chase. But, you know, the Cowboys aren't going to push them for four quarters more than likely. You know, if it's 28 to three with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, they're going to ease up a little bit. You'll see a lot of mixing. You'll see a lot of P-Ron. But when you look at this line, not just the 49 total, but pay attention to the spreads, two and a half. Well, I originally had it at 49 with a two and a half total. So Vegas projects it as a high-paced game. It's going to be close. So you got your key players paying all four quarters, and you can attack this game in a lot of ways. You know, Carson Wentz, he spread the ball around last week. You know, he's not expensive. He's 5'8". He threw for 300 yards, which is a bonus on DraftKings. And when you look at his quarter, uh, his receivers, you know, I'm not sure if Curtis Samuel is going to get 11 targets again, but he was heavily used last week. Uh, McLaurin did not get a lot of looks last week. Uh, he was only, he's 6'6", but Curtis Samuel paced him in targets and had rushing attempts. And then we saw the rookie, Jahan Dotson, he came out. You know, we talked about him last week because he was 3-4. He gets two touchdowns right out the gate. So we knew he'd be involved. They spent the 16 pick on him in the first round. So a lot of ways to attack He was going to play. He was going to play. At that high of a draft pick, they got to be on the field. So, yeah. yeah if you got And when you got a quarterback that's going to throw for 300 yards. Um, and then even Antonio Gibson, we kind of talked about J.D. McKissick. We always thought he would get this passing work. But uh, Gibson, plenty of targets coming out the backfield last week. And, uh, you know, they kind of surprised us with their offense. But I don't really think this is a one-game thing with them. I think this is something moving forward. Uh, yeah, he had uh, seven receptions last week off eight targets mm-hmm. that Antonio Gibson. So if he can continue to get that, I think he's a phenomenal play. Um, and then you run him back. If you stack and wins, you run it right back. You play Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, you kind of look at T.J. Hawkinson. Now, DeAndre Swift's a little banged up. He's yet to practice, but they could be taking it cautious with him, kind of see how practice goes on Friday. 
Uh, but if for some reason he does not play, I think that Jamal Williams at uh, oh, he's only four four. I think he is a must play. Jamal if Williams some, is at four four. Uh, let me make sure I'm reading that right to tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll we'll dig into oh, that five, one in four, just I'm a sorry. minute. But five four five okay. four. I'm sorry, that's a little. We'll dig into that deep, but I think there's something to keep in mind, and this is the reason why the top over unders and bottom over unders I point out that Jets Browns. Uh huh. Um. The top, the one of the top defenses is the Browns defense at three yep. seven. That's pretty yep. high. They yep. they're they're holding it down. Now you there's the, you will luck out this week. And this is a this is a defense to take this week. Is that Bengals defense? They're one of the lowest ones this week. They are the third lowest at twenty two. You take uh, the Bengals defense yeah. in as many lines yeah. as you possibly can. They're yeah, playing so I, Cooper most- Rush. Yeah, most of my defenses this week that I like, which are very rare, most of my favorite defenses are cheap this week. When we get to them, yeah, Bengals at 2-2. There's a couple of expensive ones that have some D-line uh, mismatches, but I really like a lot of these, uh, some low prices. We'll, we'll get to them. Yeah, but, some low uh, prices are actually pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, so, Steelers okay. We're, right. Let's go ahead and jump right into some of the critical portions of it. Let's jump into... Stacks. We're going to go with the position stacks. We're going to give you some QBs, wide receiver stacks to run with. Yes. Um, I'll post them on social media. We'll give you some top fives to really look at. Mm-hmm. QB, wide receiver matchups together, okay. Okay. Um, as well as um, running back defense is going to follow, and then wide receivers. Mm-hmm. First off, okay. QBs, Perfect. wide receivers. Okay. OSG, who are we looking at? So you got the top You got the top tier quarterbacks. Uh, you got Kyler Murray, Lamar, and Russ. Those are all the ones that are going to be over 7K this week. A lot of people are going to play Kyler Murray in this stack against the Raiders, him and Marquise Brown. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be the highest projected game. That's a 50 total. You know, I kind of got some question marks about this offense personally. Like, they did not look good last week. Uh, They didn't look good good in getting the ball with Marquise Brown. Not that you can't fix it from week to week, but without DeAndre Hopkins on the field. And uh, just kind of got some question marks there. I was a little skeptical on them last week. I was a little – I was – Thankfully, more heavy on the Mahomes side of that game last week. But I didn't really feel good about Kyler Murray. I kind of built some lineups with him just in case, but uh, not a big fan. And then you move down to Lamar. That's never a fun stack. He only ran the ball six times, and we need that rushing floor from him. And I think that we can get that from like a Mariota at 5-6. And then the only other quarterback above 7-2, whom I like, I told you pre-show, I actually kind of got a little bit of interest in Russell Wilson. He may be an under-the-radar stack that you can go with. I think Cortland Sutton is really a big-time receiver, him and Jerry Judy. Um, so you got some ways that you can stack him. And he's in a favorite game. They're playing the Houston Texans. They're at home. Uh, we just saw Matt Ryan put work on them and make something with Michael Pittman last week. So I think you can go there at the top tier. Um, when you move down, I, go ahead. Yeah, there's something with that Houston, that, that Texans defense, defense to watch out for, to man. Lovey. Lovey could Smith's going to figure something out. Could be. Could be. And he, he could. He could. And so if these are, you know, and so you can save a little money. We talked about Joe Burrow at 6'6". Six, six, I kind of got some fear that Dallas just won't push him that much, um, if you believe. No, I, I think Dallas is going to do to Cincinnati what they did to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They're going to get to that quarterback. They're going to get to that running back. Mm-hmm. And they're going to cause some problems for Burrow, if anybody, especially after Burrow's outing against the Steelers. Uh, Michael Parsons is out hunting for blood. Yeah, He's trying to prove a point. Now, the Cowboys did give up over 100 yards rushing to Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Which and you, we know that Leonard Fournette came yeah. from um, offseason fat, mm-hmm. is what they said. 
So know, that's something to consider you know, in that game. Burrow's that's a Joe Mixon, you know, Samaji P. Ryan. Yeah, and I, we talked about that with that big lead. You know, Burrow's got this new offensive line. They're trying to jail, so it may take a month before they kind of get it together. So if you believe this line yeah. is heavy favorite, that is a lot of Mixon and P. Ryan at the end of the game. So if you kind of think a lot of people are going to play Burrow and Chase Stacks chasing it, if they don't kind of hit their ceiling, it's because players like Joe Mixon de- does. I will keep an eye on T. Higgins' health. He left the game with a concussion. If he's ruled out, that does spread the ball out in that stack. You can maybe look at Burrow and a Hayden Hurst stack. He got an uptick in targets Ooh. last week. He's 3-6. He's their tight end now. So if T. Higgins doesn't play, I think you could look at a different type of stack. What about stack. some Tyler Boyd? And Tyler Boyd as well. I do. I kind of like the Hurst play a little bit better. But, boy, I did have some stacks with Tyler Boyd. And so since Higgins got hurt, he ended up being a good play because he got a touchdown last week in that Steeler game. They, you know, they'll have some overhyped stats because they ran like 100 plays, but you had a full five quarters of football. So some of their stats are a little, you know, with an asterisk, so to speak. Um, you move down. Stafford is 6-3. I kind of skipped over Brady. I'm a little – I don't know about Brady this week against the Saints. We talked about that pre-show. Um, but then you move down. I, you know, Stafford and Carr. So on the other side of this Cardinals game, you got Carr at 6-2. And if he's going to throw the ball to De- Devontae Adams 17 times, I think you got to consider that stack. Uh, they're favored in this 50 total game. Arizona plays no defense whatsoever. And uh, I think you got to really consider yeah, Derek Carr and, De- and Devontae Adams stacks this week. Uh, you really have to. Uh, there's a ceiling to be had there. And those are kind of the top range stacks that we're looking at. If you kind of still want to save a little bit more money, we talked about Washington and uh, Wentz at 5'8". I think he's a, you know, all of his stacks are the cheap. He's 5'8". Uh, McLaurin, 6'6", if you think that he's going to bounce back. Samuel's 4'6". Dotson is still priced down pretty low. He's 4'2". So, very cheap. You know, you'll cringe to think of playing two or with Tyreek Hill, but kind of think it's in play. Um, so, okay. That makes sense. All right. So, let's look Let's look at this with, the, with these stacks or whatnot. Your okay. top five quarterbacks right now. You're uh-huh. looking at Wilson. Russ. You like Joe Burrow? I don't Russ. think I like. If I had to put five, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Russ. Carr, Wentz. Yep. I was about to get to him. I, I kind of like Mariota this week. I think he's like a discount off Kyler Murray and and Lamar Jackson. I think that the Rams are. I think the Rams are just reeling just a little bit right now, and I think they can take advantage of that. You know, he's got a. Solid tight end in Kyle Pitts. He's got a solid, looks like a receiver in Drake London, and he's mobile, and they look good. Patterson's running. They're not going to run him as much. Um, they kind of had some injury situations. They're going to have to. Yeah, Damon Williams is not going to play this week. So, you know, I kind of think at 5-6 for what we're looking for, I don't think that's bad. He can get it in multiple ways. He ran the ball double-digit times. We're kind of chasing Lamar for this rushing floor. Uh, but you can save $2,000 on Marcus Mariota and pull up his uh, stat line last week. Threw for 215 yards, but yeah, he ran the ball 12 times, 72 yards, and had a touchdown. So he's adding to yeah. that floor that you want him with quarterback. You know, he's getting fantasy points in multiple ways. So uh, we kind of he just turned the ball over too much, but he did get 20 fantasy points. So that's you not know, bad got, at all. You know, you get your new, you know, new place in your career, and uh, you know, we saw quarterbacks are coming back. So you know, this is a guy that was a first round pick, and he's still in the league. He sat around and watched. So I don't hate him this week. So that's four of them. So if I had to pick a fifth quarterback, oh, I'll probably end up just being punked into playing Kyler Murray. But uh, another two, I kind of like um, – it's a toss-up between these three guys. You can help me out with it. 
you know, Winston, Golf, and Daniel Jones. Talked about Daniel Jones last weekend that this Giants offense may look a little bit better. Barkley had a big game. Daniel Jones is still running, and at 5-1, he's the cheapest one I got. Not that I'm in love with it, but go all kinds of ways in these tournaments this week. Yeah, I don't say, I wasn't, I'm not feeling – I like Matt Ryan for some reason in Jacksonville. I had him with a question mark, so I can get behind that. Those wide receivers, they, they, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, of course, is going to do his thing, and the wide Michael receivers Pittman. are pretty cheap. Michael Pittman. You could, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a very popular play once again. Last, I mean, look, you know, when you pull up his – Stat line, I mean, you know, Matt Ryan still got a little bit left in the tank. He went out here with Michael Pittman. He threw it at him. He had nine receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. He gave him 13 targets. So, See? Uh, I don't hate that. I, See? So, uh, you know, I kind of talked about Christian Kirk. So, here's a game stack for you. You play Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, running back with Christian Kirk on the other side. And you kind of get a correlate because Ooh. we talked about that game. It's got a 47 total. The Colts are favored on the road by four. So, again, just telling you, close game all four quarters, you know, and so he threw for 300 yards last week. So I don't hate Matt Ryan. I got him highlighted with question marks. So by the time we get to the article, you know, you probably see him in it. So I don't hate that at all. It's cheap, playable, for sure. I like yes. it. I like it a Love lot. It. I like it a Love lot. Love it. Okay. I think that's Let's transition seamless. beforehand. OSG, move that camera down gotcha. a little bit so we can actually no, see gotcha. you better. I just keep you looking up there. I keep, uh, there you go. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> You're too excited. <laughs> Gotta bring the camera down. Excited, there. He's excited. excited. In them notes. Excited. Excited. All right. Excited. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and dive right into these running back okay. uh, and defensive stacks. Okay. Now, when we do these, the key thing is is you want to have your running back and the defense in game situations where you feel yeah. like they're going to run the clock yeah. out and the defense is just going to hold yeah. it down. Especially if you got a defense that's holding it down and they don't really have a pass yeah. game. These situations are yeah. really good. So, always, uh, what you looking yeah. at? Running yeah, it doesn't backs. always work out, but there are some, you know, that stand out when you look at the stacks. I, you know, I'm gonna start with the stacks and then go to the other ones since you brought that up. If you kind of look at that Browns defense, I kind of think Nick Chubb may be a good pair with him. You know, he is a one trick point, doesn't catch many balls. They throw it to Kareem Hunt more than they do him. But I do think against this Jets defense, he's a candidate for a big play. You know, he's known to break big runs. And if they turn the ball over yeah. inside the 20, you know, he's a he's a hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns waiting to happen. I could see that happening against the Jets, for instance. Uh last week. Yeah, so I'm looking yeah. at the numbers. Last week Kareem had twenty three points while Chubb at eighteen, and it's mainly because Kareem was catching, catching the, ball. the ball and he got the fed and he, and he caught the so ball and logic got, he got the ball and got in the end zone on top of that. And so that does play a big part. On top of uh it. yeah, Barkley. Um, the Giants, who are they playing? They're playing Carolina. If you don't believe in Baker, I think the Giants and Barkley in a bad defensive stack this week. Um, you, Gibson and his defense. Like, if you don't really believe in Trevor Lawrence, we talked about, uh, but, you know, he didn't look that great last week. Now, he threw the ball out to Christian Kirk, so I like Kirk by himself, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm playing him in a stack. But uh, I kind of think, right. you know, I kind of think that defense isn't bad. Um that's probably it for actual defenses to stack. Uh, Daryl Henderson, if you kind of don't believe that Mariota's any good, if you think he's going to turn the ball over a lot, play Daryl Henderson and the Rams defense. If you do believe that narrative, like, you know, disagree with me, you know, go for it. So, but other running backs I love this week. Uh, Kamara's banged up. Joe Mixon at 7-2. You talked about that Bengals defense. There's his stack right there. That's Mixon and uh, that defense. Um, I really want Swift to play this week. Uh, I'll tell you who I like more than I like Kyler Murray. I like James Conner. He had the role that we thought he'd have. He was on the field. Uh, the offense just didn't do well. 
but he still got his share. He caught targets as we expected with no Chase Edmonds there. He's a lead back. The backfield belongs to him and him only. So if Kyler Murray, yeah. if he gets better, if they can move the ball against uh, the Raiders, Connor will benefit at six nine. He's kind of cheaper than everybody we've talked about. Um, I kind of think when we end up fading Leonard Fournette, the Saints have a really good rush defense. Don't think that he's in play, uh, but you can find reason to play him. He's so involved in a high pass offense. He's going to catch the ball. He had twenty rushes last week. Um, so you know anybody that's touched to Brady, as much as you're scared of the defense, you always can find a reason to play a target of Tom Brady. Even more so if for some reason you know I expect. Chris Godwin to be ruled out this week. Uh, and if Evans is limited, I mean, that, that yeah. leaves Fournette and Julio Jones as his best options. And, you know, this is going to be fantasy points. It has to be. They're in the dome. It is a division game. The Saints defense is really tough. Um, so, you know, and if you like the Saints defense. And it's, yeah, it looks yeah. Like, and it looks like Julio Jones also had a DNP on yeah, Thursday because of his I knee. I think some of that is a little bit of maintenance. I think that's – I think that him and – I think that Evans is more hurt than, than Julio. I think they just kind of, I think they're just taking it easy. A lot of those players, uh, you know, he's old. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I kind of think, fair. I think Julio is the most likely to play out of all of them. Um, Denver, we talked about Russ Wilson being a good spot against Houston. Well, if you don't think, if you think, I say, if it's not Russ, then maybe it's Javante Williams in the rush game against Houston. Like, Lovey will make improvement once the defense, but I still think that they're not a good defense, so I don't mind attacking them. Um, they're heavy favorites at home. That's one thing we look at the running back and the defense combination. You know, at home, heavily favored, expected to play with a lead. You know, that leads to more fourth quarter carries for these running backs. So, you know, when yep. teams are playing from behind, you're playing garbage touchdown. When you're playing from behind, you're playing the receiver and the running backs. When you're playing with the lead, you're playing the running backs and the defense. So, just a little tidbit. Um, we talked about Antonio Gibson. I really like him. Um, it won't sustain the whole seat. So you like Gibson to go with Washington? Uh, I like Gibson. I may not necessarily go with the defense a lot in Washington, uh, which I may. But if you go just I running do like back, Antonio you, Gibson, go, you, like, Gibson's you know, kind of going high. Like I, you don't want to play opposing running backs against each other. Like you don't want to play Jonathan Taylor. Well, they don't play. It's not the coach. So you don't want to play. So actually you can do that. Maybe you go high on one running back. Maybe you go high on Jonathan Taylor, go low on uh, Gibson. Um, we talked about this. Uh, then we moved down to Cordero Patterson. I tell you, a very good tournament play this week may be Josh Jacobs. Uh, if Brandon Bolden, really? if Brandon Bolden does not play, he was kind of catching a lot of balls last week, and so here's the reason I like him. Uh, a lot of people are gonna play the Car and Adams stack. It's very obvious to play that stack. But if if yeah, if Devontae yeah, Adams don't score a touchdown, like if they throw it all the way down to the five, he don't get any. You know, they may throw a couple of fades to him, but it may bode well for Josh Jacobs, like. Anytime an obvious play is obvious, like the Adams, the Adams, the Adams, if he doesn't get there, why doesn't he get there? And you either got to be – it's either got to be Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller, or maybe it's the running game instead. And so if Brandon Bowden doesn't play, they kind of give Josh Jacobs a few more pass attempts. So, again, you know, kind of depending on how many plays. So just a little pivot away. Uh, Daryl Henderson is 5'7". I think a lot of people will play him. Uh, we talked about that Rams defense. Uh, Cam Akers coming off that Achilles, he didn't got a lot. He didn't get a lot of burn the other night. Uh, I mean, the whole Rams offense looked bad. Only Cooper Cup got got there, which will happen a lot. Allen Robinson only got two targets, which will get to the receivers. But you know, for the short term, it could just very well be Daryl Henderson's background. He's only fifty seven hundred, and if you run the ball over twenty times and you're getting targets, you know that's a very very nice discount. <clears throat> we talked about Mark. Uh, 
Kamara being banged up. If he doesn't play, Mark Ingram at 5'7 has to be considered this week. You know, Taysom Hill, you hate the situation because he takes fantasy points away from he takes points away from Winston when you play him. Everybody. He takes, and he can take points away from the running back because he gets those goal line carries, and that's something that's just not going away. Uh, probably take a heart. The good thing is they have him listed as a tight end, so if you want to add him in as a flex. on the site. Some sites got to be quarterback, some have him at tight end. Um, I'll probably take a hard pass on James Robinson and ATN combined. They look like they were favoring ATN until he fumbled. And then James Robinson's box score is a little inflated. He had 12 carries, but he had two touchdowns in the red zone. But it shows yep. they're willing to run the ball. And, you know, I do think that Trevor Lawrence will decently move the ball. They're going to use Christian Kirk. A lot of big plays. That's why they brought him in town. So don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's just, ugh, you know, Chase Edmonds is 5-4. He didn't really get there last week, but, you know, kind of like that Dolphin side of the game. But, you know, who knows what can happen the following week. And then lastly, Jamal Williams at 5-4. If for some reason DeAndre Swift does not play hmm. at 7K, I think you have to consider him because we kind of love that game. We love this Washington. Uh, Jamal yeah, Williams. Even, five, even with four. Swift in the game, he has a role as a running back. So more so if Swift, uh, you know, Swift hadn't practiced. You kind of got to get to these Friday practices to really see. So 11 attempts last week. He had, uh, you know, he had one ball, but, you know, he had 16 fantasy points because he got into that end zone twice. But he's a, he's a muscle back, and he can, you know, he can muscle his way in there for a couple of yeah. touchdowns. But, it's you know he's in play if DeAndre Swift does not play this week. He's in the mix. A running back. Fair yeah. point. That's a fair one. That's a fair one. Receiver. All these receivers. What will we do with them? So now, now we're gonna go ahead and jump right into the position that always has the most, and the most we got to talk about is the wide uh-huh. receiver. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll give you the, your top five. To, of course, play, give you five sleepers to run with on the wide receiver side. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with some good dialogue. Right. So, lead us off, OSG. What you got top on the wide receiver five, I'm going to get to the last two. I'm going to start with the first top three for sure. I do think even though he's expensive, yep. Cooper Cup at 9-9, nine, nine, I mean, you know, no matter what, that's just where Stafford is going to go with the ball. It's what we figured out last week. You know, I – the dude, dude finds a way to get no open it regardless what. of what yeah. team they're playing against, who they're dealing yeah. with, and all of that. And like you just said – He's going to throw yeah. the ball to that man. That is where Nomad Stafford will telegraph yeah. every pass to that dude. The best part about Cooper Cup, he's a sensational mm-hmm. route runner. And it doesn't he's hurt that he's playing Atlanta. You know, it. they're back at home. Um, you know, I want Mario to do well. So the better that if the Atlanta offense, the better that they do. Again, we talk about a full four quarters. We want them playing. We want them competing in a game. Cooper Cup's 9-9, and then you get a very big discount, which could be the difference with where a lot of people go. And then Devontae Adams all the way down at 8-6, you know, that's a $1,300 difference between the top two wide receivers on the slate. And I really do like Devontae Adams again this week. I ended up getting on him late last week. They only went up on him 500. Um, and then my next out of the top five is going to be Tyreek Hill. He's only 7-1. Huge discount off Jamar Chase at 8K that we, you know, Chase may have the wide receiving targets to himself if T Higgins doesn't play but again you know will they need to throw it to him the whole game um I just think Debo Samuel's priced out at 7-8 so I just think you get a huge discount and you can get Tyreek Hill at the 7-1 there's a lot of injuries on this Baltimore defense so we kind of we're usually a little bit afraid of playing players against Baltimore but until they kind of get a little bit healthy I think that is a defense that you can not mm-hmm. that you can attack but I I think for his skill set and what they're going to use him for I think he's going to be an excellent tournament play 
And then my fourth receiver in the top right. five, you talked about like in Matt Ryan. I think we go right back to Michael Pittman. We talked about how he was just targeted, targeted, targeted. And I don't see any reason that. And I think he's going to no keep doing it. I think Matt Ryan's going to live. And he's yeah. going to live. You know. Yeah. So, right, right. Why, why, yeah. Nobody's going to stop it. So why, why would you stop Only doing concern it? Only have Matt Ryan. And this could be old stuff. And this could be stupid. But the game is outside. On the road. And when he was in Atlanta. Oh, it's in Florida. Florida. You know, so it's got to make sure it doesn't rain for 30 minutes. But, you know, we'll see. He's been a dome quarterback. And that was just the stigma on him when he was in Atlanta. He just didn't play well on the road. Didn't play well outside as they did inside. So we'll have to see if that sticks. But I think regardless, Michael Pittman is going to be the bad in the 6-7. Um, you know, he's going to get volume like Jamar Chase and such like that. And it's a huge discount on him. And then the fifth receiver up top, I banged his drum in the preseason. I played him last week. I keep going back to Amon Ross St. Brown. He's at the, he's in this matchup that we like. They're in the dome against Washington. And uh, just don't think you can go wrong with some of these receivers. You just figure out how to jam these guys in. So when you're building your lineups, you start with your receiver and this wide receiver stack. <clears throat> and then you just jam in this receiver because these receivers, you can't, running backs can't get these ceilings. You know, running backs can't get 40 fantasy points. Justin Jefferson had 40 fantasy points. That was kind of one of my saving graces. I had Mahomes to Kelsey who got 29 and then I jammed Jefferson in and he got 40 fantasy points. And Gerald Everett did good when he wanted to pay down at tight end, but you got to get if, if if these guys drop 40 balls and you don't have them in your lineup, you know, you're not going to get there. And so they just have these ceilings. So you got to really pay attention to who these number one receivers are, yeah. where the ball is going. And um, so if you move down the pay list here, we get into some other plays. We talked about Kyler Murray to Hollywood Brown. So if they get their connection down, you know, they, they college teammates, but they are new to the offense. You know, I think they'll probably make a concerted effort to get the ball to him a little better. Now, will it work? That remains to be seen, but you have to guess that it may. You know, I kind of talked about liking Russ this week, so you got to look at Cortland Sutton at 6'1". Um, Brandon Cooks, no matter who the quarterback is, at 6K, he's just the number one receiver no matter what. He's a, he's eligible for double-digit targets. Yeah. Um, you move down. But what do you, you think about Debo? Man, at 7 8, he's just too expensive than what I want to play for this 49ers offense. You're playing 7 8 yeah. for running. You know, he's 7 8. I'd rather just, you know, let's just play uh, mixing at 7 2. If you're going to get a running back, then that's what they're going to do. Because I just don't think the passing, you know, I could be wrong. Now, if he goes out here and runs for two touchdowns and catches a couple balls, I'm, you know, you catches know, I'm, two I'm touchdowns. It, but I'm willing <laughs> to take a chance on that. That's sometimes what you, you know, with these tournaments. You take a hard stance on some players. You either play over them, you play you play a whole lot of them, or uh, or you fade them. I'd rather just go up. I'd rather just every time I'm gonna just want to go down 700 to Tyreek, or even two more to Jamar Chase. I don't think he'll play the four quarters, but I still think he has a better day than Debo Samuel. But that's just me personally. I don't just not a fan of him. Not a fan of the 49ers okay. offense as a whole right now. Uh, the running back room is a mess with Mitchell out. Trey Lance, we just don't know. Um, he could be better. You'd be at home. They played in the monsoon last week in Chicago. It's a tough place to play when it's weather in Chicago. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, got it, got it. All right, so top five good. wide receivers. Uh-huh. You got Cooper Cup. Devontae Adams. Devontae Tariq Adams. Hill. Tyreek. Uh-huh. Devontae Adams. Michael Pittman. Jamar oh, Chase. No, I ain't going to chase. Michael I went Cup, Adams. Hill, Pittman, and, and St. Brown. And St. Brown. Yep. We're going to go to Monse Brown. I love him. I love him. 
All right. Okay. Values. What's some? What's some of these values? Um, you can look at some mid-range guys. I kind of think. I don't think the Michael Thomas things was a complete fluke. He only played sixty percent of the snaps, so they kind of easing him into it. But you know, he is still you know at full yeah. strength. You know, he still may come out and still be Michael Thomas. We just kind of forget about you when you hurt a while had played. We kind of a little bit um, suspect that we know that Winston isn't afraid to throw the ball out there. He's only five eight. Yeah, he's five at eight. all. Yeah. And remember, Michael Thomas had 22 yeah, points last week. He's 5'8", and Landry is actually the guy that led the team to targets at 5'. He's even cheaper at 5K. He actually was the uh, – he had And he was uh, freaking yeah, and 21 he did, points. He did pretty well. So I think that you can look at any of the Saints receivers. And, you know, if you know anything about playing against the Bucks, is that they sell they sell out to stop the run and that you can pass on them. You know, they're, they're at home in this yeah. dome. I think you can go there. Um, who Drake London's 5'2", but that's me being an Atlanta homer. Uh, but when you kind of get into some, some deep value, I think you go back to Jahan Dotson at four two. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I, I, I think, think I if like you Dotson like Kyler Murray, too. like if you say you know what, I'm going to play Kyler Murray. I think you got to look at Dortch. He's three five. Like if um, if Rondell Moore is out again, yeah, Dortch, if Rondell, really? I'll preface this: if Rondell Moore, who's yet to practice, who did not play last week, if he's out again, I think at thirty five hundred, you got to consider him. Let me pull up his game log here. Uh, his yeah, game that's he had 13 point. fantasy that's points last point. year, seven catches off nine targets for 63 yards. Didn't get into the end zone. Uh, but if Rondell Moore, is, it, it is prefaced with, I think he played the role that Rondell Moore had. Like when I originally wrote the article, I actually wrote up Rondell Moore, had his picture in the article. He gets ruled out like Friday night, Saturday morning. So I go back to the article, just take him out. Um, and Dorch, in, and I, that made me want to play more of Hollywood Brown, but what ended up happening that Dorch ate up those targets actually and Hollywood didn't have a pretty good um so he will be a cheap sneaky uh especially if you're in Kyler Murray stacks I really kind of like him on the low and uh oh right. lord I don't know how bad do you want to puke I mean Jay Zone Jay Zay Jones in Jacksonville 4300 isn't the worst Christian Kirk uh, I mean he's the next man up but he took a lot of targets from uh from uh from him last week, uh, if you really want to puke, if you that's true, Sterling oh, Shepard. Okay, four nine. Since you said that, I will give you the one to match that. How about Richie James at thirty five hundred? He's also for the New York Giants. Uh, had eleven fantasy points, had five targets, uh, five receptions off six targets. Even had a rushing attempt last week. So if you do believe that you can play Sterling Shepard at forty nine hundred, I think that you can consider Richie James at thirty two hundred. There. They don't look like they're willing to play. I don't know what Kadarius Tony did. Uh, Wondell Robinson didn't get any run. We talked about him being at 3K. So it looked like the two-man set, you know, Shepard and Richie Jones because I think those extra targets are going to go to Saquon Barkley. So um, I can get behind Shepard since I'm kind of looking at Richie James. So when you're, again, so back to the building, when you're building these lineups, and, you know, you're trying to make this baller lineup and then you get a receiver spot, and you're at 3,500 and below to all you can afford. I think Dorch and Richie James are legitimate options that are going to be on the field for quarterbacks that are going to be throwing the ball. So uh, those are your values. So so I kind of really like those, point. those two guys at the bottom. Uh, we talked about, and I skipped over uh, Curtis Samuel at 4,600. We talked about him being last week was Carson Wentz number one receiver. So a little bit more expensive than those other guys, but anybody under 5k that's going to get peppered with targets talked about Landry he's 5k Samuels 4-6 Olave for the Saints is 4-5 I don't believe in that Duvernay two touchdowns at 4-3 but 
you know, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. You know, you're either stacking him with Mark Andrews, and if Mark Andrews doesn't get there, he doesn't get there because Duvernay caught two touchdowns. Very simple. Rashad Bateman led the yeah. It's either one or the other, or yeah, or, or you might see more Bateman. I mean, I feel like Bateman's going to probably be his is, he, his go-to yeah. receiver outside of Andrews. Yards, Rashad Bateman did, um, but Bateman's only five five. So you look at number one receiver at five five, the number two guy at four three, and so that's why I say sometimes you got to open DraftKings, look at the teams, scroll down, and don't just start at the top. Scroll down to the bottom, scroll, scroll, scroll. Keep up on who's getting ruled out. And like you said, what do these injuries mean for these teams? You know, what does it mean when defensive players get ruled out? Um, we're sitting here watching the Chargers play. It'd be a different game if Khalil Mack wasn't playing or if Bosa wasn't playing. It's a different defense. So what do these injuries mean? Right. What does it mean for the other side of the ball? Who's going to step up in their place? And, you know, game theory. So I think that's receiver. we got a good grip on that. All right. We're going to jump right into the frozen mm-hmm. features. I've got five questions for the OSG is going to tell us the ones that right. he thinks going to hit. So we're going to start what off super simple. We're going to have some fun week okay. two. We didn't do it for week one because I like right. to see what the right. hell's going on week one. Uh-huh. Week two, we're in it. In know, there I, like swimwear. I had a good week last week, All so right. I probably would have had good answers. So we'll see how it goes this week. <laughs> Pro- yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. That is true. All right. Quarterback. Well, quarterback's going to get us 300 Ooh, yards. That's hard. You know, I won't say that that's hard because, again, we got so many great quarterbacks off this slate. You know, we don't have Mahomes. We don't have Mahomes. Exactly. We don't have Herbert. We don't have Josh Allen. Hey, we don't even have Kirk Cousins right now throwing it to, uh, to Jefferson. So nope. you're going to have to dig deep this week for 300 yards. And man, oh, man. Oh, boy. Why is Carson Wentz not going to do it again? We talked about loving this game. We talked about because I think every week, I think Detroit, especially when they're at home, I think this is, I think the theme of the year is just that's just going to be a defense to attack. Um, and it's just that simple. Yeah. Every game of theirs is going to have a upper total, especially if the offense over the other side is competent. And I think that we see that they're competent. I think Wentz, when he's protected, which he was, he's a competent quarterback. He's an upgrade to, uh, to all of the quarterbacks that they've had in recent years. We're watching, uh, your boy on the screen with the beard. His name uh, eludes me right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's on there. Uh, so Fitzmagic. Yeah, so Fitzmagic. look at McLaurin. You know, he's got three solid receivers. He's got a tight end in Logan Thomas. Um, he's got a running game in Gibson. So give me Carson Wentz for 300 this week. Carson Wentz for 300. All right, all right. Running backs. Who's going to get Ooh, us two, two touchdowns at the running back position? That is a hard thing to do. But if I had to pick a surprise to get two touchdowns this week, let's go Joe Mixon. Um, I think that they'll move the ball consistently. I think that, you know, I know that that defensive line is going to put some pressure, but I think this is going to have a lot of short fields for Cincinnati. I think that they're not going to – I just think that they're going to consistently be on the other side of the 50 – I think they're going to get a lot of turnovers. We talked about this Bengals defense at 2-2. Let me Joe Mixon for two touchdowns this week. Young Joe Mixon. All right. Let's jump into the wide receivers. It's going to get us some – who's going to have a big week? 150 yards at the wide receivers. Who is capable of getting 150 yards? I think the receiver that is most likely to do that this week is going to be Devontae Adams. I think they're going to continue to throw a lot of targets at him. Uh, 
I think he's just and and nobody, and I mean nobody for Arizona is going to be able to stop him from doing that. Um, I do think Waller has a better week than he had last week because the Cardinals give up a lot to the tight end position. Uh, but I think that for the most part, I think Carr's just kind of locked in on him. Uh, whether or not he gets into the touchdown a couple of times, but I do think he's definitely a hundred and fifty yard candidate this week, um, quite easily. Devontae Adams. Hey, Devontae Adams. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. The tight end that's going to get us Ooh, 10 It's hard catches. to do at tight end. I can't give 150 yards to Adams and then give Waller 10 catches. Okay, but I will give you a tight end that's going to get – uh, because I think that he had a mediocre game, and I think that this game was going to be a lot more competitive than last week. And I think that he's looking to throw more this year. So how about Mark Andrews? Uh, you know, Kelsey's off the main slate. Um, so I could easily see that this I think I could easily see I, I, I really like this. I think this Dolphins Raven games it, I'm gonna have to dive deep into that by the time the weekend comes. I think there's some goodness here that we're not really paying or we paying attention to, but you know, the forty four and a half so I think it's a very close game. Yeah. I think it's a competitive game, so the key guys will have to play. So if it's you know, the Dolphins have a respectable defense, so when you get moving the ball downfield, it means it's a lot of third down plays for Baltimore. Um, J.K. Dobbins returned to practice, so now you got a running attack. So I just think that bodes well for the offense to move the ball, keep drives going. So, um, you know, give me Mark Andrews. And if I had to pick, and, you know, and I'll give you a asterisk pick for that many catches. Um, Two guys. I think Kyle Pitts is in his range of outcome. He's playing at the tight end position a little bit more than he played last year. He played a lot more kind of in the receiver in the slide, faced a lot of more cornerbacks last year. Now he's facing off against more light linebackers and tight ends. That's kind of what they're trying to do. Um, but, you know, it could be an anomaly, but, you know, Tyler Higby had 11 targets last week for the Rams. Um, it was a very much a blowout. And if they're not going to throw the ball to Allen Robinson and they're going to have a decent game against Atlanta, and if they're going to operate with Cup being the number one receiver and Higby being like their number two de facto receiver target wise. I mean, he had 11, he had double digit targets at the tight end spot. So you got to kind of throw him in the mix when you kind of think of just being in the range of possibility, just where, you know, where can you get that? Yeah. You know, Stafford's working the middle of the field. That's where cup is. That's where Higby is, you know, and it's the Falcons Falcons D. All right. Last one defense special teams. That's going to score touchdowns. Oh, man, I believe one of my favorite defenses of the week, and I don't know how on God's green planet they're only $2,800. They were more expensive last week against Joe Burrow, but Mac Jones is banged up. His back is hurting. He need a backyotomy. Um, I don't even know who their backup is. I didn't even look that far. But the Steelers at home, $2,800 against and I And I played a lot of the Dolphins' defense. I actually got – in the trouble because I played a lot of Chase Edmonds with the Dolphins defense, and I should have got off of him a little bit more. There's a couple of little spots I could have went to. Um, but why won't Pittsburgh score a touchdown against this? Because they just do not look good. I think that the system is finally running out on Bill Belichick. I think we can see now what Brady was doing for him with no talent. And you got to get some talent to play at this league, and he they don't have any, man. Like, I really like Ramondre Stevenson, but they just – yeah. just look terrible. Look terrible. Yeah, we can go. I mean, we can go into it with the Patriots. I think the biggest problem with the Patriots is going to be their um, 
their defense is not what right. Belichick typically has, and that's where the issue runs into this. And like you said, Mac Jones, their yeah. backup quarterback is Brian so, Hoyer, terrible. and they got a rookie Bailey Zappi is the uh, is the backup yeah, and you, backup and to the backup at Western and Dolphins Kentucky. Scored a touchdown against so the defense, they uh they got a strip sack fumble for a touchdown last week, and that helped out my Dolphins play a whole lot last week. So I just don't see why Steelers why you know, and that's a much better defense. I mean, they got they. Got uh, Burrow for five turnovers last week. If you don't think they can do that to uh, Mac Jones, that then you know come play me in head to head, please do. Um, and then we and then we talked about this twenty two hundred dollar Bengals defense. <laughs> I mean, if you're gambling, I mean Cooper Rush should be good for a pick six. And a lot of people are going to now when you get into these tournaments. That's true. You know, a lot of people are going to play that. A lot of people are going to be thinking the same way. Um, I don't know if they're going to be on the Steelers that much. Um, one strategy to imply is when you have these high total games, we look at the offenses so much. Look at the defense in these games. If they're going to throw, if Kyler Murray's going to throw the ball 60 times, I think that you got to look at the Raiders defense. Um, they're 3,100. They actually ranked uh, this week to have one of the biggest D-line, O-line mismatches of the week. I usually write about that in my article. I like these cheap defenses, but on the main slate, the 49ers, the Raiders, and the Ravens have what they consider a mismatch at the D-line level, and that's the main key for uh, for starting trouble. And, you know, I kind of told you at the beginning of the show, I'm real suspect on Kyler Murray right now. It look good. It could be wrong, but if he's going to drop back and throw it 50 times, the more times the ball is in the air, the more turnovers you're going to get. And one of them could go back the other way, so – don't forget the defenses in these high total games. We always want to go to the offensive pieces. Don't forsake the defense. A lot of plays we run. Don't look over. Do not overlook yes, defense. That's one of the critical components, and that's where a lot of money is made, and that's, that's how people win these yeah. tournaments you at a, the you double digit defense. You're in the play. money. So, you get double digit defense for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Was well, that the OSG? We have your daily fantasy. Sports here at Unfair Fantasy Sports. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please hit the like and subscribe button as well as share because sharing is caring. Our goal is to provide you with the information so you don't have to do the research yourself. Keep an eye out for the OSG's weekly report. It'll come out on Saturdays. Check the Medium page or check our Twitter account at Unfair Sports. We post it there as soon as it's ready. That way you can grab it, start reading, start building your rosters, prepare everything Sunday morning, slide those Mm -hmm. bad boys in the tournament and make some money. So, with that, we'll have the frozen features out. We'll have uh, everything up and running. If you got any questions, just hit us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, with that, we'll chop it up with y'all in a few days. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.